0: life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it who said that da? who the f- said that there's a toby ass phone's for you i think it's the devil who are these f- guys there's a toby ass we'll go to the loony bin together it's a lot of nonsense
1: a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. Yo, here we go, another episode of the Total BS Podcast.
2: My right-hand man, Mr. Justin Spears, what's cracking? Saul, I haven't done this in three years, but I think it's (laughs) time to do it. We gotta gotta dab on him, because Cam is a patriot, baby. There you go, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ha! Total BS coming your way. Here we go. (laughs) Your fans just might turn it off, man. Be cool is just part of the
0: program. Spit your best sixteen if you must, you're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best sixteen if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.
1: Man, we got we got kind of a packed show going on today, man. I mean, do let me just say this: Justin and I are already like on one. We've been on one for like the last ten minutes getting prepped for this show, and uh, we have a couple superstars joining us today, uh, and we'll get
2: to them in a second, but Justin, how's your week been? It's been great. I'm not going to lie. It has been awesome. I'm excited that baseball has announced that it will come back, and I know we will get into that and talk about the 60-game schedule and the plan for Major League Baseball. Basketball and the bubble plan, I did just get so excited thinking about that. We're going to talk about marquee games and matchups, but... I played my first round of golf today, the first time in about eight years, 10 years. Oh man! And for those that know me, I'm a pasty white guy, you know, hey, little, I, re- you got a little redhead in you too. I'm a little, I'm a, yeah, I'm a redhead. So, um, I got a little sun today, so I look a little medium rare on camera. <laughs> And the one thing, I know our listeners on Apple and Spotify can't see this, but our viewers on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch can see this. This is what's called a golfer's tan. You ever heard of a farmer's tan? Well, this is a golfer's tan. There you go. Show them, show them what's Look all at about. That. We'll call you Gary Payton, the glove. <laughs> <laughs> Left hand is totally white because that's where your glove's on. Right hand is cooked. So. That's my golfer stand, but hey, I had a good time. I'm getting back into golf. I'm getting back into the swing of things. No pun intended, but
1: yeah, there you go. See, you're I'm, gonna be, you're gonna make a good dad someday, Justin.
2: I tell you what, with your dad jokes, on, they're always on point. Did you know that French fries weren't actually fried in France? No, they were fried in Greece. <laughs> I'll be here all week. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, uh, we'll just go ahead and just move on. I, I don't even have a good transition, but I will <laughs> say this. Our first guest up today, uh, I'm going to say he's kind of a superstar, if if you don't mind, because this absolutely, kid, uh, you know, although he is a Sun Devil, I know he is a Sun Devil. That's OK. We don't we are not like I said before. It doesn't matter what school you go to. We rep everybody on this show because we love everybody. That's how this show goes. Wait, Saul, do we have two Sun Devils? Joining yeah, the show two today. Sun Devils joining the show today. I know, man. One, two. I don't know what to do. But this guy was so good. He went straight out of school, and he ended up getting a job at the athletic and covering UT sports. And then, unfortunately, he had uh, you know they they made some cutbacks, and he was one of those unfortunate um, you know cutbacks. But he's so good. The Ringer picked him up in less than thirteen days. Like, are you for real? Like that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen.
2: I told my friend that you know you're going to find a job someday. Like you're, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or next week. It turned out it was literally the the next week, and he got he got the freaking job. And that's how great he is. You can't cut talented people. You just can't. And that's
1: why my man Kalen Jones is in the house. What's up, Kalen?
3: What's good, guys? How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Yeah, Kalen? I'm del- a little bit delayed, but I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. We got you. So, you know, Kalen, we there's a lot of stuff to get into. Obviously, Cam Newton, the big story on the day right off the bat. Uh, so, why don't you fill us in on how uh, this maybe all came to be? But more importantly, what are your thoughts on Cam Newton joining the dark side? <laughs>
3: the I mean, it, it's been a, I mean, Twitter has been speculating about this for a while, right? I mean, ever since he got released all the way back in November, uh, I mean, people have been thinking about, you know, what if, you know, Tom Brady happened to lead the Patriots? What if Cam Newton takes his place? And so for this to happen and materialize, one, I mean, like, it's been two hours since news dropped, and, you know, Twitter's still, you know, reacting to it, for one. But I mean, like, the magnitude of the deal. I mean, just the fact that you get a former MVP – you know, in one with Bill Belichick, as you mentioned, like this is literally the dark side. Like, they, they are a machine. And even last season, you know, New England's offense, even with Cam Newton, I mean, outside of him, the pieces aren't all that great. I mean, if we're being real. Like, I mean, Julian Edelman's number one. Nikhil Muhammad Sanu, that's not the most, you know, intimidating receiving course. But that being said, their defense was otherworldly last season. Like, literally, I, I believe New England ranked second in total DVOA, um, and then we're for, or first or second, I believe, in defensive DVOA, which which is absurd. And I mean, really, when you think about it, throughout the entire Tom Brady tenure in in New England, Bill Belichick's defense have been elite, and that's really been you know the backbone of everything that they've been able to do. Adding this, you know, kind of offensive weapon, you know, with Josh McDaniels, like we'll see what they're able to do. Because you know, I think like you like the video you're playing right now. There's a the chip on Cam Newton's shoulder. He's got something to prove this year.
1: I mean, it's a bad shoulder, but it is a chip, and so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how good he he can come back and play this season. Uh, you mentioned Josh McDaniels and obviously Bill Belichick. They have a lot of things that they could possibly do for Cam. First of all, I cannot just say that I am happy for Cam that Absolutely. he got this opportunity. I thought it was kind of you know it, it was wrong that he didn't get a job before so many other lesser qualified
3: quarterback. Let's just say it that way.
2: But why? I don't
3: know.
1: I mean, I'll it
2: goes
3: look. back to that shoulder injury. I mean, uh, uh, it goes back to that shoulder injury. Like, you're, you're talking about like his shoulder has not been good, you know, since 2017. And so that's really been the issue. I mean, even with the foot injury, I think what happened in 2018 or 2019, like, that isn't as big a deal when you're talking about a guy who relies on arm strength the way that Cam Newton does. Um When it comes down, especially, like, pushing the ball down the field, that's what he's hung his hat on as a quarterback. So,
2: Caitlin, what do you think a culture like New England's can do for a guy like Cam Newton and maybe somewhat revive a little bit of his career and get him back into the Super Bowl?
3: I mean, it definitely can be a good fit. You know, obviously Cam Newton is more, I guess, like, not voices, but he's out there. You know, he definitely, like, himself. And I know that with Belichick's system and his culture, it's very much a everyone fits into what we are doing as a Patriot way. Everyone follows orders and everything follows suit. I think it's going to be a good marriage just because of the fact, again, the talent and what you're able to do with that. And I think Cam Newton understands like what he's capable of, what he hasn't, you know, been able to do in his career so far. That's missing is a Super Bowl trophy. He's been there before. But I think now when you look at the pieces, you know, granted again, the offense isn't all that great, and, you know, him himself is not fully healthy, or we don't know how healthy he is, but he's never going to get a better opportunity. So I think the motivation plus, you know, being in the right place at the right time, I think that's going to be a good fit. Mo-
1: moving along from, from Cam Newton and, and even the NFL, um, I think we can lump college football and, and the NFL maybe a little bit together. I know money-wise it's, it's quite a bit of difference, but when we're talking about possible seasons – what are your feelings right now? If you had to predict, is there going to be a college football or an NFL season this year, what would you say?
3: Um, so my thing is I think there will 100% there's going to be some type of season played. I think it's also 100% or not maybe 100%. I'd put a 50-50 chance for both that they either get stopped, postponed, staggered at some point, just again because of the outbreak and the pandemic. When we, talk, when we talk about like how contagious this disease is, I mean, you look at the Clemson team, for example, being in a state where, you know, uh, Carolina was out here reopening a little bit earlier than other states. Um, and it kind of reflects in, you know, their player groups. They've now had, I believe, over 30 players who tested positive for COVID-19. And, I mean, granted, it's happening now during the offseason, so you give a chance for players to recover. What about, you know, and it, it's, you know, the scenario of a player – you know, being positive for the virus, playing against another team, then having to quarantine them. That's a fourteen, you know, health officials say he's quarantined for 14 days. So what are you going to do with the team that you know traveled or that they traveled to? Are you gonna have them quarantine as well for 14 days because they came in contact with the players? So it, it's really interesting to see, or like, you know, try to think of scenarios where you know college football on the NFL have to kind of maneuver around this because I don't see a scenario where they don't have some type of stoppage. And I think, you know, both leagues would be wise to build in, you know, contingency plans for if and when that happens.
2: Kayla, do you think maybe NBA and MLB could set the tone for a sport like the NFL? And what do you think about how other leagues are handling it and maybe the NFL could adopt it?
3: Um, I mean, I, I'm, I like the idea of the bubble. Obviously, like the NBA, you're able to have everyone, you know, confined to one, you know, central location. And so that way, you know, you like run less of a risk of having people going outside of an area, contracting and coming back in and bringing everybody, bringing it in and infecting anybody else. The thing with the NFL, um, I mean, like, unless you were somehow able to, again, I think Dr. Anthony Fauci, like, mentioned it just a few days or a few weeks ago. Like, you mentioned how the ideal scenario, the only ideal scenario is if you're somehow able to have these teams all confined to one area, Without them traveling and going out, and it's unrealistic for one to have to expect college football players are doing that. Maybe you could do that with the NFL because they're unionized, but and I guess like the teams are smaller um, with their official roster count. But that being said, like I don't think that is ideal.
1: I mean, it, the benefit that college football and pro football have is that they only play once a week as opposed to baseball and basketball who have to play several times a week. So if a key player, let's just say a quarterback, were to come down with COVID, there's a legitimate chance that they only miss one game as opposed to two or three or four. Uh, whereas in the NBA or baseball, you get you get COVID and you might be out for 10 to 12 games. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there is a big advantage for football. Uh, I think that gives them a little bit more time in between to assess what's going on with Absolutely. it and, and adjust on the fly. Uh, whereas with basketball and baseball, it's like day-to-day, they don't have any buffer period in between games. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, real quick, one team has already canceled their 2020 season, Division two, Morehouse, um, uh, a, a historically black college. Um, a lot of people took that hard. Uh, and I, I feel for those kids. I feel for those seniors who might not get another opportunity to play football. Um, and as we know, at those HBCUs, football is their primary source of of revenue. It just it's way bigger than any other university because they don't have those huge television contracts. What were your first impressions, Kalen, when you found out that that Morehouse was going to cancel their season? And do you predict any other schools following suit?
3: Well, uh, obviously, like you you mentioned, so, like, it's devastating for the HBCUs and, you know, especially, you know, being African-American, like there's definitely like a more, I guess, like personal tie to them, even though I never went the one. Um, it's definitely disheartening. Like you don't want to see it. And honestly, at this point, like it's it's so late in the game, like if teams were going to cancel their seasons, they would have done so already. Like we when we saw uh, like the string of, you know, uh, universities who were literally, you know, defunding their athletic programs, you know, kind of shutting down. Um, I think we would have seen, like, if a team was going to cancel their year, I think they would have done it a little bit sooner. Um, And, again, like, just because we're so close to that period where, you know, players are, you know, back on campus for voluntary workouts, you know, coaches want that six-week training camp period um, before, like, they kick off the regular season. So, um, I mean, like, at this stage, I'd be shocked. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be shocked. If, you know, there were other universities or schools who end up completely canceling the 2020 season, unless it was, you know, per se, like because of an outbreak.
2: Do you think there's a possibility of maybe football being shifted into the spring? And I'm talking specifically college football. I know you're a big time NFL guy now, Kalen, but do you think (laughs) that college football could possibly be shifted into possibly starting in December or heck, maybe January, February?
3: Well, I I mean, my col—my former colleague now, Stu Mandel, I mean, he's been pitching for, you know, that was the first thing that he pitched for. Uh, He was one of the first national writers I saw pitch for. And I think Pete Thamel mentioned on his podcast like earlier this week. Like, to me, that should have been the plan. But again, like as Saul mentioned, like so many schools rely on this for revenue. The money needs to come in now and schools set their ledgers and budgets according to that income coming in during the fall and the winter so without that there a lot of schools you know are in the hole going into that period so um, if there was a way you know i i've been pitching i don't know how everything works but i mean like if schools can you know get money from the government or get some type of loan to sustain them until that january you know february until we're on the other side of the calendar then by all means to me it would make the most sense because one it gives you more time to come up with contingency plans, and two, there's the potential that a, a vaccine is created by them, and universities would be amongst the first to get access to that.
1: Absolutely. We're talking to, we're talking to Kalen Jones from The Ringer right now, uh, who covers the NFL. J, uh, Kalen, real real quick before we let you go, uh, the NBA, we're going to transition over to the bubble, and uh, the NBA schedule came out. When you took a look at it, what were your first immediate thoughts?
3: Oh, man, like uh, you mentioned it earlier how, you know, if one person catches COVID and the potential for them to be out for so many games. Like, uh, I can't help it. Like, my first thought was, man, if someone catches COVID, they literally will miss a round of plays, which is crazy to think about. But, I mean, it's it's crazy to think about, man, because, like, the Lakers, I, I think they got to be the favorites at this point, them or Milwaukee going into this. Um, it would have been cool to see Golden State get some type of shot at it, but calm I mean, down,
1: Justin. Just calm and, down. And the
3: fact that you know LA doesn't get Avery Bradley going into this, <laughs> I mean, it, it's gonna, it, it, it'll be fun. It'll be nice to have basketball, especially like that all day. You know, uh, was it AAU style like where it's all day tournaments? So I think that'll be exciting.
1: You know, one of the things that I will say that the NBA has done, Justin, I don't know if if you got a copy of this, but I I personally got a um, an email talking about the credential process, and there's tiers to the credential process. And let me tell you, this thing is in depth. I mean, if you were going to cover or if you're even thinking about covering, I mean, like right now, like literally, like I feel like there was a portion that I might have missed a paragraph that said, if you even have the entertaining thought of coming out here. You need to start quarantining right now. Like it's, it's that in detail in terms of the precautions that they're trying to take to keep everyone as safe as possible. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm glad that they're doing that. Uh, But real quick, uh, the other part of uh, the NBA is, and a lot of players had a little hesitation coming back because they were afraid that it was going to take away from um, the social justice issues that are going on around the country. But Pretty cool thing today uh, with uh, the NBA kind of sharing an idea of uh, being a players being able to pretty much put whatever they would like on um, uh, on their their uniforms. And I thought that was that was really remarkable. uh, And I I appreciate the NBA for doing that. And, uh, you know, you can see an example right here as, uh, you know, like Giannis might put uh, George Floyd on his um, and then, you know, the WNBA is going to follow suit, as you can see in an example from the Aces and so on and so forth. Um, I just think that that was really cool, uh, a pretty cool idea for them to do. What were your overall thoughts when you heard about this idea?
3: Yeah, so like, I think one of the first things I saw was like Angel McCautry from um, the WNBA. Like, I think this was like actually her idea for the WNBA that the NBA is actually material. So it's dope to to see them taking it and really implement it. So that that was the first thing I saw. but... You know, as, as you mentioned, I uh, saw like you know, for the NBA to do this, when they've always been, you know, amongst you know the leagues, of uh, uh, all the major male sports leagues, they've always been at the front of you know social justice movements, and you know, kind of, you know, thinking of others, if we're going to be frank, um, as opposed to you know individuals, so push society forward. And this is you know just another example, and a really simple one. Adjuster uh, by the league to, you know, allow those players who, you know, had, you know, concerns about their messages being muted at this point. This is a really simple way of doing it. You know, it'll be fun or not fun, but I mean, cool to see, you know, like a player represent, you know, someone who, whose lives may have lost or, you know, a, a movement like Black Lives Matter and, and social justice causes um, and, you know, using the platform that they can, because there's no sports. This is the only opportunity I think They'll have to really speak on stuff if they're not out there on the front line. So this is cool,
2: and I also think it's cool too that they're putting names or they're putting any sort of messages on their uniforms. Because always in the past, it's been you know you can use your platform. Like for instance, you saw uh, LeBron James, Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade and Carmel Anthony go up on stage on the ESPYs. I think now when you have millions of eyes on you because live sports, everybody's going to watch the NBA, I think it's great that you know, you're know you going to have that message and you're still going to uh, be able to use your platform in a pretty cool way. So I think it's really awesome that the NBA is doing that.
1: Kaylin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Total BS Podcast. Best of luck to you at the ringer. And uh man hey uh you know honestly like we we've met you several times uh we've it feels like we've all been kind of colleagues because we work so close together we're right at the highway and stuff like that and uh we we've we've shared some uh some pretty cool sports moments at least on our end and uh so <laughs> we uh, we wish you the best of luck despite your uh, sparky dumb
2: and uh yeah Dustin <laughs> do you have anything else to add to that No I think you know Kalen's going to do amazing things at the ringer. I've, I've always, you know, I've always admired Kalen and his work ethic and what, you know, what he does. I mean, he is very talented and he is just so driven. I think he's going to move mountains at the ringer. We always know the ringer to be kind of like this basketball slash entertainment media outlet, but as they continue to beef up their uh, coverage and other sports, um, I think Kalen is the right man. I highly recommend you give this man a follow on Twitter, social media, like just just follow his work because Kalen's very special.
3: Thank you guys for the kind words, man. Seriously, like whenever y'all need me or want to talk, like I'm always down with this as a brother. So
1: absolutely. Enjoy hey, y'all. at Kalen Jones, he is, and actually, I mean the fact that he he does work for the ringer who, you know, I had a little bit of uh, some press this week about, you know, diversity. And I think Kalen is, is really adding a little bit more to that platform. And I think as a young brother coming up and just doing his thing, he's clearly qualified. He's intelligent. He's got great takes. He's a phenomenal young man. Kalen Jones, follow him on Twitter at Kalen, K-A-E-L-E-N Jones. And, uh, yeah, enjoy. And don't tell us that we didn't tell you so. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Kaylin.
3: Appreciate you all
1: Mr. Kalen Jones right there Joining us on the Total BS Podcast Hey man, that guy hey, He's he's uber talented And it hurts because uh, As we alluded to earlier We have a full Sun Devil Slated program Unbeknownst to us I didn't even think about that When we scheduled these guests <laughs> And now we're totally screwed But here we
2: go <laughs> <laughs> You know, Kalen is such a is such an awesome guy. And you know what, Saul? It goes to show that even when a lot of people have, some would say, terrible taste in schools, you're still able to to come together, talk some sports, share some laughs, and I, I think it's awesome. I can't thank Kalen enough for, for joining us.
1: You know, I, I think with the political climate the way it is, I think we have just proved that civil discourse is all we need. We just need civil discourse. It doesn't matter what your background is. Let's just learn from each other. And then, hey, if we agree to disagree at the end, that's okay. We can still go grab a beer. And I think with Kalen and then our future guest up here in a few minutes, Mr. Steve Gilbert, uh, we we, we can prove
2: that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I heard a joke one time. Oh, oh. I, I always love it when people preface their their next thing with with that little name. <laughs> so, what do ASU alumni call U of A alumni? I don't know, the boss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I can see Steve Gilbert in our waiting room just. He can't wait to get on. He's like
2: frothing at the mouth ready to come on. But but listen, Steve Gilbert, Kalen Jones are classic examples of why that joke simply isn't true. They say every joke has a little truth to it, but those two guys are stars and we appreciate them for giving us their time.
1: By the way, before we get to Steve and and talk a little bit of baseball, uh, we do want to let you know. Hey, if you're if if you're if you're
2: hanging on, you are wondering, hey,
1: you know, maybe I want to watch another program. I don't. First of all, I don't understand why you do that. Second of all, uh, we have some pretty cool stuff called. We got a cool show that a cool new cool new game that we're going to play. It's called Conspiracy or Not, <laughs> and I think you're going to like it. Stick around for that, uh, and then all obviously we have Don't Be That Guy coming up at the end of the show as usual. But as I alluded to earlier, another Sun Devil is waiting in the in the in the in the waiting blocks or the talking blocks or whatever the starting blocks I should say. And uh, he's gonna come on and talk a little bit of baseball, Mr. Steve Gilbert. How are you doing today? I'm great, guys. <laughs> how are you doing? Uh, do you have anything to add to what Justin and I just spoke about?
2: You didn't hear that joke, did you Steve? <laughs> no,
0: no, 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 not at all. Not at all. Yeah, my Pat Tillman, no shirt on today for you guys. So you know.
1: <laughs> Every single time. Steve is on like a, a Zoom call. He's always wearing Sun Devil gear every single time, Just without
0: fail. On there, and I want to make sure that you know I don't disappoint him. Can't let him down. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
1: So Steve, uh, obviously the the plan finally unveiled this week hey, how about after, that, huh? after months and months of waiting around. What were your overall first impressions of the sixty game schedule and uh, and how everything kind of finally worked out?
0: Yeah, I'm just glad that they finally worked it out. I know that there's a lot of people that, that talk about 60 games isn't a real season and it should be more and it blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think 60 games in baseball, anything can happen. Uh, you look at what was going on last year after 60 games, the Nationals were were way out of the playoff hunt. The Colorado Rockies were in the playoff hunt. Um, there's going to be some fun things that are going to happen over these 60 games. I just hope people can stay healthy. Uh, and and I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be exciting. I think we're going to see some stuff that, that, that might shock us. Um, and I think it would be great if there's a team that jumps up that nobody's expecting, but over 60 games can kind of put it together and surprise some people. I think it'd be kind of fun for baseball, but that's just me. I, I'm just happy to have some baseball back on the field and, Uh, We're not talking about uh, prorated salaries and and all that other stuff. We're actually going to start talking about baseball and who's going to be on these rosters.
2: Steve, do you think the way the schedule is set up, you know, 60 games, I was looking at – um, some numbers. I remember a couple of years ago, you know, over the course of 50 games, the Dodgers went like 47 and three. The Cleveland I- Indians just leave it uh, to Justin to talk about anything LA. I promise. Sorry.
1: Look <laughs> at his shirt. Look at his shirt. It's a Dodgers shirt. Like, go well, get, get it out, ocean, out of the ocean, Matt. I do like that
2: shirt, but still, <laughs> like, come on. But do you think that the way the schedule is set up? I know you said, you know, you wouldn't be surprised if there was a surprise team, but do you yeah. think that this, you know, could really fit for teams like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, heck, even the Astros?
0: Well, I mean, certainly, you know, they have the talent. Those teams have the talent and, and some depth. I think the question is how much uh, will that depth factor into a short season? I actually think that, you know, the depth that the Dodgers have in their system uh, makes them a very formidable opponent over 162 games for sure. I mean, they, they, they run guys in and out of that rotation, uh, they platoon. I mean, they, they, they have the depth. They also have the money and the prospects, you know, for a traditional trade deadline to go out and, and get some help at that time. I'm not sure that that, that depth advantage plays as much in a 60 game season. We'll see. We've never really, you know, seen a 60 game season. So it's hard to tell, but I do think that it does give some of these other teams a chance that maybe don't have that kind of depth, but can get on kind of a, a run, Uh, gives them a little bit of an opportunity. But certainly that the teams that are the most talented um, are are the teams that are going to be favored. Um, It's just I think you have a chance for somebody to kind of step up.
2: Going back to your surprise team comment, or do you have a –
0: you're going to ask me who? Is that what you're going to do?
2: Yeah, it's a job. Of course it is. Of course. <laughs> you know, I,
0: I don't, I, but I was thinking, wouldn't it be something if like the Padres come through and win their first World Series ever? Uh, I was just thinking uh, of the
1: Padres, too, because the oh, Padres okay. got off to such a great start last year.
0: Yeah. Or, or, or how about if, uh, wouldn't it be fitting if the Astros win and then both of the World Series things are <laughs> kind of looked at as like, oh yeah, but that stated one was, you know, because of the trash can banging and the other was a 60 game season. So, you know, it's interesting. We asked Mike Hazen about that the other day on the conference call. Somebody asked, you know, it's a 60 game season. So does it really mean as much to win a World Series? And the look on his face was like, of course it does. Like, this is what you're trying to do is, is to win a World Series. So, I think any team that 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 wins it this year uh, will will display the, the the World Series trophy in the lobby of their ballpark and hang a hang a banner and uh, let everybody else complain about that fact. But I, I think that uh, they'll certainly take it.
1: You know, I mean it's kind of funny. You know, banging of the trash cans was like this theme all you know all off season long. Now it's so quiet in the stadium. <laughs> What what are they even going to try to pull? Obviously, I I, I would assume that they're not going to try to pull anything. But, I mean, it's so quiet out there. You could probably just, you know, slap a cup and have the same effect. Yeah.
0: So Here's, here's something that is interesting. When we were talking to Nick Ahmed a couple of days ago, he said that uh, during practices, the timebacks were experimenting with crowd noise, piping in crowd notes. So I think that a number of teams are kind of looking at that. Um, because can you imagine the echoes in some of these big ballparks, especially the, the ones with the closed roofs um, with no noise? I mean, there's going to be zero noise unless they pipe some things in. So it wouldn't surprise me to see some crowd noise piped in. I mean, otherwise, it would be a fascinating thing to hear the, the chirping that goes on from, from the dugout. Um, you know, someone said to Tori Lovello, is it going to be hard to get uh, keep that distance, that six-feet distance from an umpire, when you're angry and he said, "No, I think I'll be able to, to yell for the dugout and uh, he'll be able to hear me just fine with uh, with no fans in the, in the stance.
1: I do. I'm here for all the heat. I want it all. I want all the unadulterated, uncut. Like I want to hear players cursing. I want it all. Like that's why we like uh, hard knocks, right? It's because we get unfiltered access and the NBA has already started to embrace that. Baseball, for the love of God, please, please Take this opportunity to get people back to the game and listen to what these players are really talking about. Like, could you imagine if there were no fans when Mad Bum gave up <laughs> that home run to Max Muncie?
0: <laughs> right?
2: Like- yes, oh, hey, and, I,
0: and, I, and, and I can't wait till there's no fans in, in the clubhouse next year. Media are allowed back in and we can have Justin go in and, and do an interview after one of Madison start wearing that T-shirt. I think that would be great.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think I've ever seen Madison Bum- Bumgarner and Mason Saunders in the same room together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that and, and, and you mentioned the Astros and the sign stealing. I mean, so much of what got a ton of attention this spring I've forgotten about it. I mean, it's almost like you forget yeah. that these things happen. And and I don't want to, you know, even remotely say that the coronavirus is helpful to the Astros, you know, in terms of you know taking attention off of what was gonna happen with them. But it, you know, all that's going on now in the world, um, you know, I wonder if the reaction to the Astros would be as intense right now. Certainly there won't be fans in the stands, so they're gonna they're gonna avoid having to have to deal with that as they would have, you know, uh, had this been a normal year. And the whole Mason Saunders thing, I totally kind of slipped my mind there. Um, but, yeah, it, it's interesting. Also, I looked at the, the roster the other day because once they reached an agreement, I'm like, oh, man, I better start, you know, brushing up on some things. And I'm looking at some of these players going, oh, yeah, he's on the roster. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. They signed him. So uh, I think for all of us, we were kind of in the funk there for, for a few months, and, and it was hard to stay focused.
1: Yeah. Real quick before we let you go, the rules. Yeah. There's so many rules. Yeah. It's like, don't even look, uh, don't look at a player's girlfriend. Don't slap anybody (laughs) on the butt. Like don't give anybody a high five. Don't spit. Don't even give a side eye to your man. Like, okay, we get it. How realistic are some of these rules going to be? Cause even me, I don't chew. I don't really chew gum. I would, I I do some, uh, you know, some uh, sunflower seeds, but it's still just like, it's just like, It's like subconscious. You just want to spit out there on the field. You know, like how are players going to adjust to this?
0: That's going to be another thing that's fascinating to watch. You know, the whole no high fives, no – you know, touching no. Uh, you know the, the the crazy little handshakes that they have going on before games and all that. And what happens when there's a walk off win and there's a the, the dog pile at home plate? Are they going to be able to like remember? And and so I think you know that's something that that Tori said he's going to hammer home to to his guys, and and they're going to have to really pay attention to because. You no, know, it's a serious thing, and if, if guys if, if this virus starts spreading around, that's the one thing right now that can that can really throw a wrench into this into this whole thing.
1: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be very crazy. I mean, I I imagine there's going to be a player out there that's like, you know, what I can still chew out there and, and not have to spit, and then you're just going to see somebody yak out there in the field, <laughs> even worse than it would have been.
0: Yeah, that, that, let's hope that's not the case.
1: Or do we wish that it's the case? <laughs> it would be entertaining kind of for the game.
0: The I, mean, I kind of draw the line at volume. Great
1: TV, that's Steve. Great TV. Great.
0: That's great, but, you that's know.
1: Cool. I mean, I as a social media manager, I have three months' worth of analytics to catch up on. Give me something to work with. Well,
0: you're, I have a feeling you're going to get some 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 cool stuff and that Fox Sports Arizona is going to have some good stuff and some, some good access in terms of maybe players being mic'd up or, or whatever, certainly the – We'll be able to hear them uh, talking back and forth, even if there are piping in some crowd noise. But hey, don't worry. Want no one to worry that the walk-up music is still going to be there for each of the guys. <laughs> each of the guys that's in the agreement are going to get their walk-up music. So we, we're going to still be able to hear you know, some of the more painful songs that we've listened to a, a thousand times during the course of the season.
2: Who, right. has, who has Careless Whisperer as their walk-up song? It was Adam Jones last year. Oh man, I wish that was back again.
0: And Jason, didn't uh, didn't Reddick in Houston also have that, or when he was in Oakland, or something like that? But yeah, that maybe.
1: Cool. And then, uh, and then there was another player, uh, Flores, uh, that had um, uh, the Friends theme song.
0: Yes, yes, I like that. That yeah. was that was that was outstanding. And Saul so always looked to see if I was going to do the hand clap. Yeah, that was-
1: <laughs> I was always like.
0: Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, but Saul, Saul taught me the uh, what was that song that the the relief Fisher had that uh, Captain Jack. Oh, Captain <laughs> Jack. <Sure. laughs> I had no idea what that was playing, and Saul had to look it up on YouTube and send me a link. And yeah, yeah, I got
1: it. The Lonely Island Captain Jack Sparrow it was a classic. I forgot what player played it, but I I just laughed so hard when they came out of the bullpen with that a left-handed
0: reliever. I uh, can't think of his name now, but yeah. yeah. Anyway.
1: Well that's Steve Gilbert Steve thank you so much for joining us and uh hope we didn't uh, give you too much of a hard time for being a sun devil.
0: No not not nearly enough of a hard time you know me I'm very sensitive and don't like to have banter back and forth so <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is Steve Gilbert mlb.com covers the d are Here You're
0: the joining- best, Steve
1: LBS podcast thanks so much to Steve and uh, Justin I mean he covered the whole gamut right there. I don't think we have to really go too much into detail on what he discussed. So with that being said um, I had a little uh, a little thought and I, I I was like hold on you know what uh, the show's kind of getting a little low but I think we should just go ahead and play
2: conspiracy or not (laughs) no you didn't have this thought just because you were watching a documentary weren't you i was not watching a
1: documentary actually my fiance started jibber jabbering about something crazy about you know i god knows what and i just thought to myself oh my gosh you know like if you were to tell me hey do you think this is real or not i would not be able to tell so with that being said you are going to be my contestant i'm going to be the host And I'm going to play for you three, or I'm going to show you three different things, and you're going to tell me whether or not it's a conspiracy or not. The first one, the Beatles never existed. Is that an actual conspiracy or not? Here's the thing.
2: The Beatles are a music group. They've been around for a long time. I have never heard of this conspiracy theory. And honestly, I think it's outlandish that people would think that it is possible that the Beatles were fake. Now, I've heard uh, conspiracy theories about, you know, faking the moon landing, other things, but the Beatles not making music? No, that was a real thing. And if it wasn't them, then who was it? So that's my big question. So, no, hell no, it's not a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy theory. Forget the
1: old chestnut that Paul is dead. That's amateur hour stuff. How about this one from the moment they began? The Beatles were a fake band staffed by a revolving cast of almost identical actors. That's an actual conspiracy theory. Believe it or not. So they have a bunch (laughs) of stunt doubles? (laughs) Apparently. Just total craziness. You ready for your next one? Yes, let's go. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was a vehicle
2: for the Illuminati. (laughs) Conspiracy or not? So I have a hunch that there's going to be some conspiracy theory about how the flat top taper fade is the official cut of of the Illuminati. Or (laughs) Carlton... It is named after one of the Illuminati leaders. N- this is... No, it's not a conspiracy theory. Come on, it's Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, there's no way. No okay.
1: conspiracy. You are correct. Now, yes, it was a conspiracy, just not that show. Actual, the actual conspiracy was that Saved by the Bell <laughs> was a vehicle... For the Illuminati, turns out that this teen high school comedy Saved by the Bell was riddled with hidden messages endorsing Satanism, and this website
2: exposes the true intentions of the show's creators and its stars. I mean... I always had a feeling about Miss Bliss that she was a part of the Illuminati. Kelly
1: Kapowski could work her witchcraft on me anytime. I'll just tell you (laughs) like that right
2: now. See, I was... (laughs) (laughs) In terms of, like... Sitcom? Is that considered a sitcom? What would you even consider? Saved by the Bell? Uh, yeah, well, it's a, kind of genre. It's a sitcom. It's a sitcom, yeah, it's a sitcom. I mean, I love Saved by the Bell, but man, my childhood, my childhood crush growing up was Topanga. Oh, Topanga
1: from yeah. Boy Meets World. Oh yeah, Topanga. Absolutely. I mean, Topanga. See, but for me, it was Kelly Kapowski. I just, I was so in love with Kelly Kapowski. I was like, oh my gosh, like. Even to this day, like when I see Tiffany Amber Thiessen, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's still so gorgeous. Like that childhood, you know, fluttering you have, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> Kelly Kapowski, uh, a number one. I think she, to me, number one um,
2: uh, teenage idol growing up. Number one teenage idol? It, like what do you yeah. mean? In like, like just in terms of popularity? Girl, I would most want to date. Oh yeah, that that's a really good point. is a very close number too. I can't really think of anybody else though. Um, H- Hillary, Hillary Banks, not in terms of marrying because the character Hillary Banks in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, she's kind of ditzy, yeah. just does just does, doesn't seem put together. She's staying in the pool house, can't leave uh Phil and Vivian's house. So I wouldn't in terms of marriage, I don't think uh, Hillary Banks. But I go with Topanga for sure. Topanga, all right. That's
1: that's that's a good that's a solid one right there. Okay. All right. Well, final final conspiracy or not, the moon doesn't exist. Is that an actual conspiracy?
2: Because it's the moon, it has to deal with outer space. Absolutely, this is a conspiracy because it's it's just so crazy. But it's somewhat believable and when i say somewhat i mean zero, zero, zero point zero 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 one percent chance that it's fake so conspiracy absolutely it is you
1: are correct sir it is a conspiracy very good job you are two for three on the day that's a pretty good batting average right there it's no good it's not it's there, there's no good looking at it night after night because the moon doesn't exist it's a hologram put there by persons unknown of course Serial, serial conspiracy, the orist David Ick has a theory. There are also countless YouTubers keeping an eye out, one of whom has gone as far as saying, look at it regularly for a
2: year. I mean, looking at the moon for an entire year? What am I supposed to do? Just literally, just watch the moon all the time. You might be as insane as these people coming up with these crazy ass theories. (laughs) Like I've heard of watching paint dry or watching grass grow, but this guy wants to me to watch the evolution or how the moon looks. And let me ask you this: This projection is this just like a giant projector just up in the light, just going up in the sky? It's a
1: huge projector that's illuminated for the entire world to see at any given point. Um, and maybe somebody's finger gets in the way and that's why you have the crescent. I don't know. Jesus,
2: you know, like who cares? Something tells me that Kyrie Irving is behind this. Somehow. <laughs> no, I
1: don't know I had what it is. I had a flat earth one, but I let it go. I let it go. So yeah, anyway, uh, and then hey that that's it for uh for our 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 first running of uh you know this uh brand new
2: piece called conspiracy or not. Justin,
1: nice job. 2 for 3 Thank on the Thank you so
2: much. Saul, real quick. I got one for you and I need you to answer this, okay? <laughs> okay. Chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, come on now. <laughs> conspiracy theory or not? It's
1: not a conspiracy theory. It does come from brown cows. It also, <laughs> also comes from other cows I too. It.
2: I love it. <laughs> I <loved>
1: it. <laughs> All right. All right. Everybody's favorite segment of the week as we've gotten to that point in the show called Don't Be That Guy. I haven't created a graphic for that. Why the hell haven't I done that? I'll do that next week. How about that? Absolutely. But
2: Justin, you have a Don't Be That Guy. So let's start it off. So I think it's all important during these times that we protect ourselves. You know, COVID-19 is a very serious thing. So, you know, we've been told by the CDC, we've been told by Dr. Fauci, you know, you need to wear a protective mask. Uh, Us here in Arizona... We are required to wear a mask literally everywhere we go in public. If it's in a grocery store, you know, if it's any store, you are required to wear a mask because it not only helps you out, but it's being selfless and thinking about others. This guy right here in the picture, if you're watching this, you can see him sitting on the plane and now look, he's wearing a specific red hat that is very should I say polarizing during this time? Which we also don't give a damn about. Like, yes. People can wear whatever they want. It, it, it's politics. So I'm just putting that out there. We, I don't give a damn about what this guy's hat says. With that being said, he has this mask around his ears and put over his eyes while he's sleeping on the airplane. So COVID-19, there's a global pandemic happening. This guy is traveling Obviously, he's on an airplane. You see everyone around him, the guy sitting next to him wearing a mask. The little kids behind him are also wearing a mask. This guy decided to use his face mask as a blindfold for nap time. That to me just screams ignorance that, you know, I don't care. And you know what? I'm going to let you know that I absolutely do not care. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I know there's, tons of videos going around of people streaming because they are being told to wear a mask and they're just so livid and say, you can't make me do that. But the fact that you are traveling on an airplane and you're doing that and you're showing everyone, like I said, it's just complete ignorance. And please don't be that guy.
1: Oh, we have a theme going on today about masks. How about that? You know, and, and again, like whatever your. Poli- I don't understand how the mask all of a sudden became this political, this politically charged thing, and people are just fighting so hard against it. And like, oh, I'm like, okay, dude, whatever. Like, wear the mask, and if you don't wear the mask, just stay home. Like, those are pretty simple options there. But in West Hollywood, a Trader Joe's opened, and which leads me to my first. Uh, don't be that guy. And uh Karen's around the world, you're gonna like this. This is day one. This is open a day
3: of Trader Joe's in North Hollywood. This is, okay? this
2: is Karen. You're bitch. You're Woo! Bitch. All of here.
1: That
3: man harassed me for not wearing
1: a Yeah, she was a little upset. Oh, but wait, there's more. I love the last little bit where the, the Hispanic guy in the back's like, "Ole!" <laughs> I love Hold that on, part. And, like, first of all, I understand you might have a medical condition and I don't dispute that whatsoever, but I find it very hard to believe that to be the case when you were huffing and puffing and blowing your way all across the store in a, in a fit of rage because somebody said to wear your mask. Now you knew before you went to Trader Joe's that you had to wear a mask. There are other opportunities to buy groceries and get them either delivered to your house or have them ready for pickup. Th- there is no excuse. Old man last week, trying to bust into Walmart, getting tripped up and falling all over the place. Cause they made him wear a mask. This lady, like countless people all over the world. There is a thing called technology. Use it and get your groceries and get the hell out of there without even have to go through this. I don't understand it. It completely is ridiculous. Don't be that girl. Don't be a Karen. Karen, I, I first of all, I don't really even know anybody by the name of Karen, ironically enough. Yeah, we went to school with a Karen. Who? A Karen.
2: I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's from the office, dude. No, Karen. She uh, works in Los Angeles for CBS. <laughs> what? Yes. Can't oh, we? We know a Karen, and she definitely does not fit the description of a Karen. That okay. the Karen that we both know. I know a more... Carmen. I know a Kathy. And, and she hung out with Carmen. It's Karen and Carmen. Karen. Is... Oh. See. Yes. Oh. See? That Karen That's... does not fit. The Karen no, that we see not. all over social media.
1: However, um, Karens of the world, if you're not like this, obviously we're not talking about you. It's just like, bye, Felicia, right? Like, bye, Felicia. Like, <laughs> if your name happened to be Felicia, you know, that kind of sucks, but you'll get over it. You'll be fine. Don't don't be an a-hole, and you won't be called Karen, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just – I didn't understand this. I don't know why people would lose their mind on day one of an opening of a store. I just – Find another means to get your groceries. There are plenty
2: out there, especially in West Hollywood. Come on now. With
1: as many Tec- celebrities that live out there, come on.
2: Technology, like you said, Saul, you could literally, and I've, uh, my mom has done this. I've seen several people do this. You could literally just sit in your car, and they will bring out the groceries to you and put it in the trunk of your car. No contact, nothing. So if you have this breathing problem and you're concerned But there's a rule that that forces you to wear a mask and you're worried about, well, you know, I'm going to have a hard time, you know, breathing because the mask, you know, covers my mouth and my nose. And I just it's really difficult to get any oxygen. Well, if if your medical condition was that serious to where you don't need a mask, why are you going in a grocery store during a global pandemic in Hollywood? California was one of the highest states. It's not a hot state right now, but it still had the highest number of positive cases, and it's a huge state. So I just don't understand, and, yeah, don't be that gal. Hey, Total Wine and More, if you go there, you can put
1: your order in, you drive up, you pull up, you pop your trunk, and they come out and they deliver all the vodka, tequila, gin, rum that you want. You can make yourself a nice little Long Island iced tea.
2: As he takes a sip, which I found out today – Long Island iced tea isn't actually iced tea. There is no tea in it. I had no idea. I I learned that today because I always thought Long Island iced tea, iced tea was like, okay, it's like Mike's hard lemonade, but for iced tea. No, but no. but a, a little but a little harder. It's not like Mike's hard lemonade where you can down one and, and you're totally fine. But it's just Long Island iced tea, which is or it's iced tea with alcohol in it. All
1: four of those ingredients: simple syrup, triple sec, a little bit of lemon stir it up and then pour a nice little drizzle of Coca-Cola over the top. And you got yourself a yummy little delicious drink for the rest of the evening. Folks, that's the end of the show because I got to go and drink the rest of this (laughs) (laughs)
2: Long Island iced tea. Uh, Justin, tell them where they can find us. You can find us on YouTube, Twitch. You can also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole shebang. And we're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Total BS Podcast is everywhere. And please, we are asking very kindly for you to share, rate, review. Let us know what you think about the podcast. And who knows, maybe conspiracy theory or not will turn into an interactive game that hey. you all can join the party. I'm There you go. Just saying, hey. we have some ideas. I'm saying like, hey,
1: don't sleep on it. If you want to play in Conspiracy or Not coming up soon, all you got to do is hit us up on Twitter, and we'll let you in the game for sure. One last so, thing before we go, Saul.
2: Yeah, go ahead. Cam Newton is a New England Patriot, and I feel obligated to do this since we haven't done it in about three years. We're going to dab on hey, him.
0: <laughs>
1: hey, Mr. Cam Newton is back in the house. I love it. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. That is the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us on the Total BS Podcast. Till next week, we'll see you when see you see it. Your fans just
2: might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into
0: off fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us.